from the 915 to H-Town, from the Panhandle Plains to the Valley, and everywhere in between. This is the 5050 Podcast, powered by National Scouting Report. Join me, Hector Cano, as we cover the Texas high school club and college soccer landscape, along with an inside look at the college soccer recruiting scene. The 5050 Podcast is a platform about the people and for the people who are dedicated to the beautiful game. Here we go. It's another edition of Inside Texas High School Soccer, brought to you by our proud partners, NSR, National Scouting Report. They are the world's leading authority on all athletic recruiting. You can get more information on socials, on Twitter X, at NSR now, as well as on Instagram, at NSR underscore N-O-W. And you can also get more information on their website and the many great things they're doing at NSR-Inc.com. All right, it is season four, episode three, Inside Texas High School Soccer. I'm joined by, as I always introduce him, the Obi-Wan Kenobi of Texas High School Soccer, Rafa Casarena. Coach, how are you, buddy? Pretty good. How are you? Hey, man, I'm uh, got to love the uh, the uh, <laughs> the beauty of doing live broadcasts, right? Sometimes technical difficulties and updates and, you know, technology is great when it works. So, um uh, Apologies for getting uh, getting going about probably about what twenty minutes uh, later than expected, but thank you for being here. Uh, got a lot to cover on today's show. Um, you know, we're going to go over the latest edition of the pound for pound, right? The as we the self dubbed Rafa Power Index, the RPI. This will be our second installment of the 2023-2024 season. Uh, we'll also look at. We'll look at our Region 1 preview. So we'll go across, look at Region 1 in 4A, 5A, and 6A. We'll talk talk about some, a few schools. We'll talk a little bit in terms of um, maybe some some districts. Now, we're not going to go through a necessarily predicting every district, but some teams of note, maybe whether they're maybe district champions, dark horses, or teams that could surprise people this year in certain districts. And then we're also go- going to look at the debut, right? One of the ones that we really like to do here uh, at uh, Inside Texas High School Soccer is the debut of both our teams of the week for both boys and girls, as well as our game ball awards. Um, pretty excited about those. But Rafa, before we dive into all of that, tell us uh, what's the latest, what's going on with you? Well, I just got breaking news that uh, oh. Sh- Xavi Alonso is going to be stepping down from Barcelona at the end of the season. <laughs> Sha- uh, wait, 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 wait a minute. Did you say Sha- You mean the Xavi? Xavi Hernandez, sorry. Xavi Hernandez, sorry. Not necessarily Alonso, sorry. Got them mixed up. Yeah, okay. it just came, I just got the alert right now. Okay. Um, is that like... So- is that like real, legit, or yeah, must- it's real legit. I just got, I just got the alert right now. <laughs> okay, all right. You threw me off there, right? Because given the recent news, um, you said Xavi Alonso, and then I was like, okay, so which one is it? Is it him? Is it him? You know, at Bayern Leverkusen, he, he, he might, he may, he even uh, end up going to Liverpool. So. <laughs> oh, no, exactly, exactly, right. So you so know, I, go there, yeah. I'm in a oh, state yeah. of uh, I'm in a state of mourning, as you uh, as you know, as many know, right? Given the the recent Friday dump, afternoon dump news in terms of England time of Jurgen Klopp announcing that uh, he will be stepping down from Liverpool at the end of this year, and uh, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of, it's a mixed bag, right? It's bittersweet just because of all he's brought to Liverpool and what he's mm-hmm. done. Such a beloved coach, you know, from you know from Mines to Dortmund to Liverpool, everywhere he's gone, he's just, 
he's the definition, I think, of how you really measure a coach in terms of what he gets out of his players, what he's done in terms of his and that unique connection in terms of with his clubs, those towns, those communities, everywhere he's gone. He's extremely beloved. And uh, yeah, I guess the only thing Liverpool can do, right, in a quote uh, from Major League is win the whole, you know what, right? Um, but yeah, if they can do the actual, you know, the quadruple and win all four, that would be, that would be pretty amazing. What are, so before we get into all of that, yeah, let's talk a little bit. Uh, let's talk a little bit about that in terms of it's amazing how these things work, right? You know, Carlo Ancelotti says he's leaving at the end of this year uh, for Brazil. Changes his mind. Everybody thought uh, Xavi Alonso would be the next, mm-hmm. the next in line or the next favorite for the Real Madrid coach to be the coach at Real Madrid. Then Carlo Ancelotti has a change of heart. And then this bomb gets dropped on us yesterday with Jurgen Klopp. Thoughts on all of that? Yeah, it's a kind of like a chain reaction on that. You right. know, the obvious successor, I think, for Ancelotti, you know, was going to be Xavi uh, Alonso, but now the Klopp's gone, which I honestly think he's going to end up being the German national team coach. I, I have a feeling he's going to do that. Uh, if they don't do well in the Euros this year, I don't be surprised. He's the one that's leading them to the World mm-hmm. Cup. So I think Xavi Alonso now puts himself in, you know, in a good spot to take. You know, since he played at Liverpool, you know, it it, it, it makes sense. Right. So he understands the culture and all that. And that's sometimes, and that's coaching also. You know, you know, even in the high school level, you know, some some coaches come back to their alma maters or places they've coached before because they understand the right. culture and. And you know the understanding what the the how the community is. So it's it's a, it's a never-ending cycle, you know, when it comes to that. You know, and, you know, it's it's which you can say you see it here on the pros, the college level, even in the high school level as well. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it's just I mean, we'll see, right? But you know, Xavi Alonso is he is in the unique situation of being very close, very beloved to both uh, both clubs right in terms of mm-hmm. both uh, Real Madrid as well as Liverpool so it'll be interesting and and as you know as a note that I put on there in our little group chat or group chat right the Texas high school soccer crew chat that we have um I firmly believe right now that Xavi Alonso right in in terms in keeping with our RPI format right pound for pound you can make the argument that he may be the the best coach in the world right now in terms of what he's doing, what he's done in maybe the last year and a half, mm-hmm. what in terms of what he's getting out of his players. Right. Um, yeah. so we'll see. We'll see. It'll be interesting. Um, also had some local news in terms of some local departures as well. It was a weird week, right? Just in terms of mm-hmm. San Antonio FC as well. Thoughts on that in terms of the announcements of Jordan Farr and David Loera both leaving uh, San Antonio FC. As far as with David Loera, I kind of saw that mm-hmm. happening. Um, you know, I know with us with the fan cast, we've kind of mentioned that he's he's only played I think a total of six games the last two years, and great talent. When he's on the field, he he turns it on, but the injuries have really taken a toll, and yeah, and just hasn't been able to to really contribute. And I, I think Lexington, which I uh, Darren Powell, former SAFC coach, you know, one thing you see some talent in him and right. hopefully it works out for him there that he stays injury free and and then ends up getting back to the USL and maybe it comes back with us or some or somebody else. But uh, like I said, that 
but the shocker was the one, um, and I think a lot of fans are still fur- uh, a lot of them are furious. Was uh, Jordan Far being transferred to Ta- Tampa Tampa Bay Rowdies, and um, you know there's some conflicting stories on that. You know more that he said, she said. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess until we hear from Jordan's side, and then we hear from Marcina's side, or from the new uh, sporting director side, what you know what kind of went down and. I think this whole thing, you know, like I said, it started when they made that change, you know, close to three quarters of the way when they got Marsman in and and really, like I said, really kind of tore up the fan base. And even now, yeah, yeah. like I said, we'll, we'll, it's going to be interesting on that game on the 24th, what, what type of um, response the fans are going to be toward Marcina. You know, it's is it going to be a positive? Is it going to be negative? Yeah. You know, he's now, like I said, now in the hot seat. You know, I know they got a, a, a quality keeper that has made it to like us in the MLS Cup, and you know, experience with LAFC. Right. You know, he's he's got to deliver, and then something like which I'll probably talk talk, talk about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically get to the conference finals or bust. You know, if you don't get to the conference final, you know, I think there there may end up being a change, and I think the fan, I guess, I know the fan, like I said, the fan base is really. <clears throat> Kind of was really turned off on this, so we'll, we'll see. You know, it's it's a, it's a loss because community wise, Jordan did a great thing for you know for San Antonio, and he was well liked. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, it, it, great connection. It it was a weird one. Both of them were kind of, I don't know. I guess you could you can kind of argue Jordan Farr's of a little bit of a shocker, but you could you can also see that maybe you can also make the argument that clearly the writing was on the wall for both of those. Particularly, maybe Jordan Forrest, just because of you saw how the fallout at the end of last year, and then just mm-hmm. some of the signings, right? Some of the signings at that position that were that were taking place at at the goalkeeper position. So, um, so I don't know. So a lot of people, a lot of people, not shocked as well, but still can't believe it. You know, kind of one of those. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, but <clears throat> enough of uh, <laughs> enough of that talk. Uh, but we're gonna go ahead. So. Tell us, uh, as I bring this up, so we're going to go ahead and debut our latest edition uh, as of today for our uh, our RPI, our Rafa Power Index. Tell us, go ahead, tell us a little bit about what is that about? What does that entail, Coach? So it t- entails uh, what um, pound from pound the best teams in the state regardless of the classification. And um, so, like I said, that's the ones that we recognize, you know, the best programs currently. You know, in the state of Texas, and um, uh, th- this one was an interesting one because uh, there are some teams that started at high, and then some teams that end up falling off, and um, and then, like I said, I, I did this uh, prior to last night, so like I said, it doesn't reflect right. on what happened you know, to the st- when the games that played were last night, right. and I know there was a couple upsets. So, like I said, the next one, I'm sure there's going to be some changes. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, well, the precursor you know, here, I guess, the precursor here. Let me jump in real quick, Coach. Is the yeah? I mean, that's it. Is these were prior? These were as of yesterday morning, right? So obviously, we knew there were matches played last night, and a bunch of matches played today still, right? Just because mm-hmm. in light of the weather that we've seen in parts of Texas over the course of the week, so. Keep this in mind as well. So some of these records are are as of these these standings were as of Friday, well Friday afternoon, really. Uh, so these will change, and the next one, what we will do is um, 
follow up with Rafa. So the RPI, the, you'll note, you'll notice the date on this. This was reflective as of yesterday, actually, even though we're live on today's show. But we will put one out on Monday, right, for the latest edition of the state RPI. That one will go out directly on social media. So you'll see that that one will be that one will reflect latest records. And yes, there were some upsets. So, Coach, let's go ahead. And let's take a look at these in little chunks of five here. So obviously the way this works, we have our top 15, our 15 that are actually in the RPI. And then we identify five additional ones that are, would be our next five in. So let's go ahead and take a look at these first five here, Coach. So the first five, like I said, we have Salt Lake Carroll, Wiley's, Flower Mound, uh, Bridgeland, and Frisco Wakeland. Um, it, as far as my number one, last year they were one of the top, you know, like I said, they were kind of neck and neck with them in Salina. Uh, you would think Salt Lake Carroll would, you know, kind of tumble, not, not too much, but, you know, they lost, you know, Kennedy Fuller and, they just haven't missed a beat, you know. That record speaks for themselves. I know they had a close, you know, close one. I think last night, um, but this team doesn't. Like I said, they don't. They don't uh, rebuild. They reload, and you know, I I think they're they have a little chip on their shoulder as far as you know how they lost last year. I think they they're really out to you know prove a point, you know, to especially to the six eighteens that they, they you know they should have been state champs last year again, mm -hmm. you know, so uh, kudos to them. Like I said, they've really, they've been some quality teams. And then number two, I have Wiley East. Um, they've, like I said, really established a great program there. You know, yeah. they made a great run last year. Uh, could this be their year as well? You know, maybe we have a Wiley East Carroll final, you know, that's a possibility, but I'm sure the third team may have a little say flower mound and uh, flower mound beat actually uh Fulmar Marcus last night, and um, so they're on, on the up and up. Uh, so keep an eye on them. Uh, Bridgeland, I guess, another great program. I guess, you know, from the Houston area. Um, as strong as Bridgeland is, as strong as Bridgeland is, that's just that's one that I feel is not getting the respect, yeah, enough of yeah, the love that they probably should, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, keep an eye on them. They, you know, they, if they can kind of piece everything together, they'll be. Don't be surprised if they end up in Georgetown. And then number five, uh, Frisco Wakeland. I think they've kind of bounced back from, you know, the disappointment from last year. And, um, you know, they're in that really tough district with Reedy and also Lone Star. So right. they're out of this. now the district's already started. So we'll see how, how this turns out for them, mm -hmm. you know, in the next few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and I just obviously I just mentioned Bridgeland, but, you know, you have flower mound there looks to be looks to be back of uh, the flower mound that they were two years ago early still early right these are still small sample sizes but then even what you have in wiley east right wiley east has been very consistent over the court you can really make the argument over the course of the last three years four years um and then frisco wakeland is just they're all what you know they're always going to be in the mix so all right coach let's go ahead let's take a look at our next uh, six through ten here so number six, I have Bernie out of Region Four. Uh, they've been really consistent. Um, like I said, I, uh, they're going to probably, like I said, they're also in the real, probably one of the toughest 40 districts in the state. Um, I know they have like Wimberley and also have Davenport. Like I said, Davenport, I think they had Davenport in the last, last, um, um, I think in the, in the rankings as well. So, but Bernie's really kind of taken off, and then. Uh, one I had high, pretty high, was was Midlothian. They had, had a couple losses. 
but still, still a strong team, strong program. Uh, eight um, was one of my top, my top one is Salina. Uh, already three losses, and then last night they had a, even though it was a zero-zero game, they lost technically on the shootout. Um, that's a little concerning there when, like I said, that against that Panther Creek team, you know, they, we'll see on, on the second round of, of district play how that turns out. You know, can, can they learn from that, you know, you know, from that, um, I, I guess say, honestly, loss, I mean, because it was a shootout, you know, can they, you know, get get the win in, in regulation? And then Colleyville, Colleyville is doing what Colleyville does, you know, stay consistent you know, top, one of the top programs in the state year in, year out. Right. And then, uh, reach point, rich point, another one, you know, like I said, the last few years has been making some noise and, you know, you know, even though I have a loss, like I said, they're still one of those teams that, can, you know, we could see our Bridgeland reach point, you know, a regional final as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of these here, particularly in these top 10, right. A lot of them from, you know, we look back at the first edition, which was what December 30th, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, of uh, the RPI, the state RPI here. A lot of these were in your top 10, top 12. They've, they've just shuffled around a little bit, right? Um, I think you had South Lake Carroll initially five, I think it was, right, in the last edition. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that's that's saying a lot. Wiley East was right there, I think two or three, somewhere right in that mix. Um, but, yeah, we look at six through 10 here. Bernie, you know, you can make the argument, right? It's early. Yes, small sample size, but – Given you know the some of the small, the small hiccups, the small bumps in the road that Salina has had, particularly yesterday that you mentioned, um, they're just they seem like a bigger deal because it's Salina, right? And the yeah. recent the recent success that they've had, but um, but despite that, I think obviously we we know they're going to be there in the end. Uh, you know, Coach Adams is going to have them there, but Bernie, right now you could probably make. You know, you can definitely make the argument that, you know, Coach Jeremy Shannon has the Greyhounds. You know, he has them maybe the class of 4A right now at this very moment, right? Um, so, yeah, so great stuff there. Colleyville Heritage, Midlothian, definitely in the mix. And then Ridge Point as well uh, goes down a few slots. But when it's all said and done, right, coming out of Region 3, mm-hmm. you know they're going to be there. So, all right, Coach, let's look at our last five here, 11 through 15. So at 11, I have Allen. Allen looks like they've got some big wins, just one loss. Uh, the, a new one that's came in that's really making some noise. Um, and I've, I've, I'm far mount. I keep a, kind of one eye open. And, you know, it's Hebron, Lucifer Hebron. You can say they're 8 1 and 1. Um, you can say that, that district, like I said, with Hebron, Marcus, you know, Flower Mount. Um, like I said, probably, like I said, one of the, the toughest 6 8 districts for girls' soccer. And then you have Georgetown. Um, I still have high hopes for Georgetown. I think they're going to make a great run, even though I had a loss and a couple of ties. But they had some big wins, you know, in, in the pre-district uh, games. And so I, I think they'll, they'll be fine going to their district games coming up. And then another one I actually got to see last night was the San Antonio Johnson girls. I was mm-hmm. actually impressed. I, um, they're, you know, they beat a – it was a little close game towards the end, you know, uh, against Brandeis it was a two, one win for them, but I was very impressed by Johnson, uh, the way they touched the ball, the way the attack, very physical. Uh, you can tell they have a lot of chemistry and could this be the year that, you know, for region four, for six, eight girls, you know, a San Antonio team finally knocks off some of those Austin teams or the Ron rock teams. Cause like I said, they've kind of been their thorn on their side the last 
I think three, three or four years. And it's been a while we had a San Antonio team that made it to, to Georgetown. So they, they may be the one that finally breaks through, you know, this, this season. And then another one that's kind of really kind of came, came out of nowhere is Prosper. I know Prosper's had a great program. Just haven't had much of the recognition, but now they're because you know, they've made some uh, made a statement so far in the season. Just one loss, but some quality wins. Like I said, going into their district play. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, excuse me. Yeah, I mean, Alan Hebron uh, doing off to great starts. Hebron's definitely again. These are just these are established programs. Uh, Allen started, I think Allen came in previously, had them last edition. I think they were sitting at somewhere about nine or 10. So they're still right in that mix. Um, one that I've been very impressed with has been, you know, Coach Venegas, Eduardo Venegas, um, Georgetown Lady Eagles. Uh, they have played a gauntlet of, of teams, right? So to have that record, um, I think is saying something. And they were, um, had we introduced the, uh, had we introduced the team of the uh, team of the week award probably about a week earlier, they would have probably been my selection. So uh, they've played that they've played that good against that many quality opponents. So uh, kudos to them. And then yeah, I hear you on Johnson. Definitely seem to be the talk of uh, uh, talk of a lot of people in this area, right where we're at here in the greater San Antonio area. And then Prosper off to a nine and one start and. Just looks odd seeing Prosper all the way down at 15, right? Uh, just given their success, the power of the program. But yeah, I think they're, yeah, I think they're, I think they're going to be uh, make a strong push as we progress in their in their district. And all right, coach, this brings us to our next five in. So these would be our next five that are essentially on deck, ready to break into the RPI at any given moment. And they again, they could be in the top 15 when we release our, our updated rankings after this weekend's results on Monday. So we have Anna and then for a, which is actually in the same district with Salina. And I think they're playing, I think this, this coming week. So could Anna, you know, make make a statement and get a, uh, you know, regulation win against Salina and if they can get that. That'd be huge, you know, for, for that, for that program. And so, like I said, they could be, you know, one that's creeps in into the top 15, the uh, one that's kind of taken a tumble has been the, the defending state champs, the Marcus Lady Marauders. They're at six and three, and then the last, like I said, they had a loss last night with Flower Mound, which is always a tough game. Uh, but I, I, you know, don't count them out. Like I said, they're 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 still the state champs. Like I said, until someone knocks them off from the playoffs. Like I said, and like I said, they have the talent that, to make another run. You know, they get hot towards the end and make a run in the playoffs. Another one that's kind of been under the radar is actually Leander. Uh, Leander's at nine and one, five eight for there in five A. Um, could be one of the favorites. Um, I know they did some good things last year in the playoffs, and like I said, this year they, they, they could even grow further. Um, you know, maybe challenge. You know, uh, so some of the teams in the San Antonio area. So, you know, I guess I keep, could keep an eye on them. And another program, uh, Byron Elson, nine and one. And that tough, you know, tough region one, region ones just have loads of, you know, especially in 6A, loads of talented teams. And, you know, to come out 9-1 right before the district play, it shows that, you know, that program's really kind of taken off. And then another one that kind of been a perennial power, you know, in the past, Capel. Capel's really kind of turned it up a notch. Another region one power there, 8-1-1. One one. Um, so I want to be surprised, like I say, any of these five getting to the top 15 pretty soon. Yeah, so much, so much history there when you talk about Capel. But yeah, Anna, 
and then Salina coming up. That's going to be a good one. That's going to be a big one, right? Is like, is is Salina there for the taking for Anna? Is this the early, the preliminary? Obviously, they'll have to play twice, but is this the, uh, the potential changing of the guard, if you will, right? Uh, Marcus, I think. I think Flower Mom Marcus will be back. They'll be they'll regroup still early. They're again testing themselves as well. And I agree with you. There was some talk, some talk early in the preseason about Leander. Then it just kind of filtered away a little bit. And then here they are off to a nine and one start. And uh, yeah, same thing with Byron Nelson as well. So great stuff. All right, coach. That's gonna bring us. So that'll be that's again the initial uh RPI, or I shouldn't say the initial, but Going into this weekend, we will follow it up on Monday, released the latest edition of the RPI, uh, given this weekend's results, because, again, these were as of yesterday afternoon. So, all right, we'll move on to the boys, Coach. Take us through one through five. So the boys have had quite a few changes. Um, you know, the ones from the initial list, there were some that actually – Kind of took a tumble a bit, and there's some that have had some new contenders on here. But the one that's been kind of the constant is, is Seven Lakes. Seven Lakes is still your number one team in the state. Um, they're your defending 16 champs, and they have a good opportunity to kind of repeat. I know they had a big, big week, this, uh, some key wins this past week. Um, that district they're in, it's always tough. It's a playoff game for them. And, and like I said, it's, they're ready to make that run in, in, in late uh, March and early April. Um, two of Flower Mound, you know, remember Flower Mound actually won state a few years ago. We've seen them bounce back now. And like I said, they're, they're undefeated. Um, like I said, they, they have, they're in that tough district with Marcus and Hebron. Um, and you can see, and if you see right below Marcus, right, right behind them. So they're going to be in the collision course, you know, uh, pretty soon. I didn't get the results. Of, I think they played last night, so I haven't gotten the results yet. So that, that can be a, a change in factor as far as the rankings there. And then another team that's, like I said, wasn't really in the, top, the initial list is Mesquite. Mesquite at 8-0-1, just kind of out of nowhere. Um, they've won some quality games, and um, like I said, we'll see if they can maintain momentum and, and, and win their district title, and we'll see what they do in the playoffs. And the one that's been kind of getting a lot of buzz, especially around our area here, is, is Fluberville Conley. Um, they're 8 on one um, I know they had recently had a tie in one of the district games, but nothing will bounce back from that. Um, but they had a big win, uh, I think, in the Governor's Cup. They knocked off a Southwest 5-1. to one. So I think they made a statement there that, you know, they're for real. Last year was not a fluke. They're, they're for real, and they're ready to make another run to Georgetown this year. Correct, yeah. All indications on Pflugerville Connelly's, they are better than last year, which – and I think you can – a lot of people, a lot of the talk is – you make that same argument with the uh, KD Seven Lakes, right? Defending six A state champs, um, and then yeah, you talked about <laughs> the upcoming collision course or the recent collision course there between uh, Flower Mound and Mark Flower Mound Marcus, uh, pending those results. And then yeah, I thought uh, it was a little bit of an eye opener for me when I saw where you had Mesquites, but I was like, okay, mm -hmm. okay, we'll see, we'll test them. But uh, but yeah, I I agree with you definitely on Pflugerville Connolly getting a lot of the uh, a lot of the buzz in this area. Mm -hmm. Uh, and to see potentially, you know, some a lot of people saying it's like, hey, forget about just, uh, you know, <clears throat> Region 1, uh, Region 1, Region 3, what have you. Uh, Pflugerville Conley could be, you know, could they potentially be the class of all of 5A this early into the season? So, all right, Coach, 6 through 10, let's take a look. 
So at six, I have Dallas Jesuit. They're at six zero and one. Uh, another great program. Uh, really doesn't get much of the attention because of the, you know the, all of the teams there in their area, like your like your Flower Mounds and your Marcuses and your Cabells. Um, they're going to be a very dangerous team, especially when the playoffs. Um, I, you know they could literally get in. You know, because they make make a run to to Georgetown this year. Another team, like I said last year, that was that was really good was Austin Bowie. I think they're, they're, like I said, I know they fell short last year. Uh, they're looking to rebound here. They're currently that 7-0-1. They're in that tough district with Westlake and also Lake Travis and Dripping Springs, like I said, which we had Dripping Springs make that run last year to the final. Um, you know, can get we get to get together, you know, not only win district, but also win Region 4. And then uh, next I have Bernie. Uh, what you can say about Bernie Coach Strong has him again, you know, make another making another run. I know last year the little fell short, uh, but I think this year, and actually recently did get to see him play. They beat a really good Waxahachie team at the Alamo Heights tournament. So, you know, you know, to beat a team two two classifications up, you know, that's been a playoff team. That's that shows something there. Um, a team that kind of took a toe a little bit is Palestine. Um, they're still, like I said, they're going to still be the strong team there in. Region two, I know they have to can be in contention with, with the Salina boys too as well. Um, I know they had a real bad uh, key loss to a team from the Dallas, uh, one of the forties from the Dallas area. I think it was a, a Faith South Oak Cliff. Uh, we'll see how they bounce from that. And then Lone Star, like I said, I've had them high. Like I said, they're in that really, that tough district with Reedy and Wakeland, but so far they're at six one and one. Uh, so those are your your six of ten currently right now. Yeah, I think uh, Dallas Jesuit, you know, everybody recognizes the name. And uh, yeah, I think I think a good placement given who they've played um, and where they're at in terms of the time timetable of their schedule. Austin, Austin Bowie was kind of the big, right? So much talk about them going into the playoffs. And then I know there was a lot of people that kind of felt that um, underperformed at a certain point. So they're off to a great start here. How do they respond from last year's uh, last year's let or I guess what they would pro- what they would proclaim as definitely uh, falling short of what their expectations were, and then Bernie, you talk about Coach Strong, the the, uh, the only coach that smashes more Monster Energy drinks on game day than me, right? And uh, now uh, love love the dude, man, love his love his energy and just what he brings to that community. And you know, you want to talk about just having them bought in, all in, and culture, um, and just ha- understanding who they are. What they are, how they want to play, and buying into the uh, the, ph- the philosophy there—that's Bernie, right? So, um, so yeah, it looks like uh, looks like he has him back, right? I know it's kind of this is a year where he's trying to gauge a little bit more of what he has, right, in terms of certain positions. But they're off to definitely off to a great start. Palestine, you know, Palestine is uh, again one of those uh, coming off of a great you know great season last year. They're off to a great start this year. And then the defending state champs, Frisco Lone Star at 10. I think when it's all said and done, just navigating their own district, right? Can they do that to work their way, you know, work their way through? Because if you can make it through that district, you're looking, you know, the odds have told us that you're looking at making a run all the way to the state final. Um, All right, coach, let's look at 11 through 15 here. So 11. Uh, having Brownsville Nevada, which last year, like I said, they made a run all the way to the regional final in region for 6A, region four. Uh, currently undefeated. 
Uh, probably going to be a favorite for thirty for the uh, district title in thirty two six A. Another team that's kind of been like I said, they've done some had some good teams in the last couple of years and this year. Um, it's kind of also flying under the radar. Is Austin Vandegrift? Uh, they're at seven and one, and they're out, they're in that tough twenty. Also, oh, mm-hmm. like I know twenty six, you know six A gets kind of like you know a lot of the attention, but twenty five six A. Is also a very tough district too because you also have Ron Rock McNeil, Ron Rock High, um, and you can see Vandergriff. Like I said, kind of navigating through there. If they can get through that district title, it'll be good. Could be one of those teams that gets gets to you know to Comalander in in April. Um, I know the Frisco teams, Lone Star, Wakeland, really kind of get the attention, but now we have Frisco Centennial. I think they're they're ready to kind of crash the party here for Frisco ISD and. So far, they're at six zero and one. Some quality wins, and uh, keep an eye on them. You know, they may could be the other Frisco team that makes it to Georgetown this year. So, because uh, why so, not, right? Let's just throw in yeah. another one in the mix. Why not? So, so uh, like I said, we'll see. We'll see how they do. And then the next one, uh, um, it's College Park. I know the Woodlands gets a lot of attention, but the sister schools doing doing some damage right now. They're eight and zero, and um. Could this be the year that they win the district title and, get, and also go deep in, re, in region in region I guess in region two? Um, and the last I have Brownsville Porter. I guess I one of the best teams out there in thirty, probably one of the best teams in five A for region four. Um, they're eight one and one should be the favorite in that brutal thirty two five A. Like I said, they well established program. They got the you know like I said they have the history there. And I want to be surprised if we see them like I said, back in the regional, you know, regional term, but even even also back to Georgetown as well. Yeah. Yeah, that is an interesting group that <laughs> that you have there at 11 through 15. Um, and right, and you definitely make an argument for all of them, right? In, in any order. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, people, people that know Texas high school soccer are very familiar with the uh, the Brownsville Rivetas and the Porters of the world. So not shocked there. Um Vandegrift boys. <laughs> Kind of flying under a little bit, flying under the radar a little bit there. Uh, Frisco Centennial, you talk about the new, the relatively new kid on the block, right? And then College Park, right? So interesting group here. Um, curious to see what our next edition looks like on Monday, Coach. Uh, all right, let's go ahead. Let's look at our next five in that would be projected to break through. Uh, go ahead, take us through those, Coach. So the next five, I have Denton Ryan. Um, like I said, they're not really not known for too much on soccer, but they've done a good job this year. They've gotten some quality wins. They're eight and one, and you know they could be be one of those teams that could kind of spoil the party there in the region and you know and make a deep run in the playoffs. Uh, number the second one I have is Salina. Uh, they're right now currently eight one and two. Um, same same uh, region with Palestine. Like I said, is this the year that Salina finally kind of? Knocks off Palestine and then and they they punch their ticket to Georgetown. Uh, like I said, I think those two are pretty much on a collision course in, in late March, early April. And then Allen, like I said, Allen great program. You know, a couple losses, but still, you know, they're, they're playing quality teams and still a great program. That's I think they're still favored to win their district and you know make and make a run in the region. Uh, for Midlothian, I know we had, had you know, you know kind of had them high. A couple losses there, but like I said, still a great program. And then we have another Denton here, Denton Geyer. Um, I know they were upset last night, but like I said, they've they've been some good teams too as well. Like I said, they're at, I think right now they're at now currently I think it's six two and one, but they 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 may make some noise too as well. You know, come come March. 
Yeah, refresh my memory. I was trying to remember that right when I saw that. Who did uh, Geyer lose to last night again? Who was that? Uh, don't I, remember. I, yeah, neither do I. I know it was like an upset. I remember seeing the result come in, but it was it was super. It was pretty late when I saw it. Uh, but regardless, uh, kudos to them. Um, both, you know, we got two Denton Denton schools in there. Ryan as well, and Salina just eking their way up there. A well coached, you know, just well well coached program there cody's got a, he's done a great job there then our uh alan boys who were featured featured mm -hmm. on here recently and uh yeah just breaking getting ready to break through there as well and then midlothian so yeah good group there um but yeah that does that does it for our initial uh or not i keep saying initial but our initial rpi of this year i guess of 2024 but now that district play has started uh, any other uh, coach, maybe some honorable mentions, maybe one or two on the boy side or the girls side that didn't get mentioned in here that you kind of would like to highlight? Anybody? Yeah, there. You know, the the girls ones really, like I said, it's, it's real competitive. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, you know there are some good teams out there. Um, I, I think the Salado girls. There's one to keep an eye on them. Um, uh, there's also um, I'm looking at one that doesn't really get much attention. The San Angelo Central Girls. Uh, that's a team that they're undefeated. And they they had a big win last night, and um, they could could they be the one that kind of kind of breaks that little that little uh, Dallas you know uh, monopoly there you know and finally get through and, and make make for them make their way to the regional tournament, um, and then on the boys side. Um, there's, like I said, there's different teams. Uh, keep an eye out uh, because the one in particular I was looking at, um, Cal, uh, forward Castleberry. Keep an eye on them. Yeah, I know Diamond Hill Jarvis gets kind of the attention, but I, I think this, this could be this is the probably the other forward team that, that could be. Don't mess with my guys, man. Don't mess with DHJ. <laughs> Don't mess with my guys. So, right, right. So, you know, keep an and eye I on hear, them. I hear you on Castleberry. Yeah, I hear you. So that because it. And I don't know if you caught, caught this earlier. I wanted to bring this back up from Limsey. So mm -hmm. indicating that. So Frisco Lone Star and Frisco Reedy will play this Friday in district play. So um, should be a great matchup right there. Mm -hmm. um, all right. So that's going to take us over onto our next one. So the debut or the unveiling, whatever we want to call it, of our, we'll go with Rafa first, our teams of the week and our game balls. Coach, take it away. So my team of the week, like I said, is from kind of from my backyard there in San Antonio is the San Antonio Johnson Jaguars, which I actually got to see them play last night. Um, you know, they played a real rough non-district schedule, but I think they're going to be the favorite for 26A. Like I said, I was really impressed last night how the way they touched the ball, you know, how they work, their attack. Um, and like I said, this is this is a team to keep, keep an eye on. You know, uh, I know they're going to have some some tests you know, come playoff time. You know, can they get by those tests and get to, you know, you know to Comalander for the regionals and then hopefully, you know, for them, punch their ticket to Georgetown. So that's that's my um, from uh, my boys team, team of the week. And for the girls, uh, Conroe Oak Ridge, mm -hmm. uh, they don't get much attention. And this year they really kind of. Yeah, last year they only won seven games, and currently right now they're eight and one. So they've won more games than they won last year, and and they had a big win knocking off uh, the Woodlands at the Woodlands, and then they also had another win this week. And 
you know, could this be, the, uh, you know, you know, the year for them to make make some noise in because in their region, and you know, hope, hope, you know, for them to make a deep run and so so. Congratulations to, to both teams. Yeah, this is great stuff. It's a great list. Um, and you did you hit on your game balls as well? Well, my game balls, like I yeah. said, I'm going to give it to Andrew LaPlaca, uh, San Antonio Johnson goalkeeper. I saw him play last night, some great saves. Uh, he's actually back-to-back uh, clean sheets. So he's, he's really um, he's getting that Johnson defense going back there. And then for the girls' game ball, I'm going to give this to Juliana Millen from McAllen High. Uh, she just recently um, made the 100-goal club. Um, mm. She had a hat-trick versus Pioneer to get her over that. So congratulations to both. So those are my, my game balls for both players. Man, how much uh, how much did Johnson pay you, man? You went all Johnson <laughs> on the boys, right? No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, now Coach Johnson has has done a great job there, and uh, yeah, wouldn't disagree with any of these. Well done. All right, so we're gonna move over to mine. I'm gonna go ahead and highlight uh, teams of the week for me, and this was kind of a this lots of tough ones here for a number of reasons, but. So for my my boys team of the week, uh, I just and I kept going back and forth on this one. Um, didn't actually finally make this decision <laughs> this decision till maybe about a what hour hour and a half ago, mm-hmm. uh, but decided to go with uh, my good friend Coach Gilbert Villarreal at San Antonio Reagan, given just how he's had them playing in form as of late, and then particularly coming off of a big win last night versus Lee. Uh, 28-6, a uh, battle for supremacy there in the mix again, also with Johnson, yep. which you just mentioned, right? So all these teams, you know, we talk about in region four, the, it's the, uh, the SEC of region four, because they're, cons- they're constantly beating each other up in the process, yep. right? So, um, but yeah, so uh, team of the week for the boys, San Antonio Reagan, congrats to them. And then on the girls side, my girls team of the week, actually going to go with Farmersville. They had recently, they had their first district win in over two years. Um, honorable mention on this one, I did not want to go, <laughs> I definitely did not want to go too much San Antonio on this, obviously, but a big honorable mention and a shout out to, you know, to the John Jay Mustangs on the girls' side who recently had their, they had their first ever win over O'Connor, right? You recall that, right, the, in program history. Um, so definitely didn't want to overlook that one. So worth mentioning, but girls team of the week, I'm going to go with Farmersville. Uh, game balls, Axel Gomez from Saxe recently had a, had a hat trick versus Wiley East in a four, one victory and uh, has just been a big presence there, uh, for Saxe. So congrats to him. And then on the girls side, uh, Lake Travis, Brecken Farrell just came back, was out for almost a month, right? Injury comes back. Hits the uh, what I believe was the game winner uh, in their victory, their two-one win yesterday for first place battle versus Anderson versus Austin Anderson, which that's another team to keep your eye on. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about just Anderson of how well Coach Horvath has them playing, and uh, so yeah, pretty phenomenal stuff. These these are always tough guys. Right? They're they're just tough, um, and we could probably have a list of about a dozen honorable mentions. So, but yeah, this these are our boys teams of the week, uh, boys and girls teams of the week for me, uh, along with game balls as well. Anything to add on these, coach? No, I guess just congratulations to you know to all the teams and the players. Um, like I said, we're we're you know some you can say we show the talent that we have here in the state of Texas. You know, 
you know, to have a, a few um, hundred goal store, uh, hundred goal stores, you know, be in that club. It's, it's very tough to, you know, be, be in mm-hmm. that, you know, and uh, like I said, I know, I know next, next week we're actually going to talk to one and actually recently scored over a hundred goals too. And, and, and the, on the round table. So tune in on that. So, um, and that's, that's done through the tap side. So, <laughs> Yeah. So that's that's a very 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 you know you know very, very like I said very honorable you know club to be in that to score over a hundred goals. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. And before we move on, right, we're going to go ahead and look at our look at our region one preview next. We want to go ahead and tell you about our good friends over at Gippers. So Gippers, the way that schools, athletic departments, ads, and coaches create world class marketing content. Join over twenty five hundred coaches and ads and use Gipper to create high quality visual branded graphics. For your program the best part anyone can do it in seconds without needing any design experience whatsoever if you do have that design experience right you're very familiar with photoshop canva what have you this is a great this is designed for with for with you in mind as well for what they call the power user because it gives you an unlimited number of options so listeners just for listening for listening to the podcast being a supporter of the podcast you can save and you can receive 10 percent off any first time gipper purchase simply visit Gipper.com slash partner slash 5050 to learn more. Again, that's Gipper.com slash partner slash 5050. And our other good friends at Global Scarves. Global Scarves is the top provider of custom-knitted scarves, beanies, and other fan merchandise in the U.S. All merch is fully custom with free design services and free shipping on all orders. You can contact them. Our good friends, Bill and Kyle. You know, I was just on the phone with Kyle the other day, actually, as we're mocking up glad to announce you know we're continuing our partnership with them they've been so great to us and uh, we're continuing the mock-up of our new right our 2.0 version of our scarf getting ready to come out i'm already excited it's going to be it's going to be even better than last year's um but you can contact them at info at globalscarves.com to get any free designs or quotes built out for your school club supporters group parent hey booster club you want to put that together as well they're the guys to do it. Again, contact them at info at globalscarves.com. Mention the podcast or use the code hashtag 5050pod. All right. So, Coach, we start looking at uh, – let's see if I can find it here. There we go. All right. So, our next one. So, here we're going to go ahead. We're going to bring up – we're going to look at – we're going to dive into our Region 1 preview. And uh, so, we're going to start with – we're going to work our way up from 4A – an ascending order from 4A to 6A. We'll start off here. These can sometimes be a little hard to read, but we'll go ahead and uh, go ahead and see if we can maximize this a little bit. Uh, so 4A, Region 1, initial thoughts, Coach, as we look at districts 1 through 8 here. So the boys' side, like I said, really it's 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 been, you know, San Ellie and everyone else, you know, it, they've really been the the established program there for Region One, but then you're starting to get some other contenders, like I said, like like Dharma Hill Jarvis has become, you know, is is one um, that's you know popped up. Um, you also have uh, other teams that are coming up as well, like for example, like those like Stephenville for the boys. I think they've done well too as. And so it's it's oh it's always interesting. Like I said, now you also have Castleberry that kind of like mm-hmm. on the scene now, um, and all and then also keep an eye on that on the the Lobo Cooper teams too. You know, 
and then the Liberty team, you know, they're maybe young, but they could have some talent. And also the San Angelo Lakeview, they've done also well too. But like I said, it's been pretty much uh, San Angelo and everybody else um, who's in who's this year's uh, going to make a run to knock, you know, kind of knock them off. Um, as far as the girls' side, um, you, you got a lot of pretty much quality, talented teams, you know. You have Salado. You have Steven. Well, Steven, like I guess I made it to the state final last year. Um, so that's that, that district five must be a barn burner of a district for you know for four <laughs> A. You know, and they, so you also got a good Brownwood team too. So um, so it makes things tough there. And also land passes, land passes. Like I said, they made some noise like the last couple of years. Um, girls side, also the San Ellie girls. They've done. They've really established themselves as their program. Same thing with the San Angelo Lakeview girls. Um, Wichita Falls, you know, this is kind of the last hurrah for them, you know, uh, for both the boys and the girls, you know, are they could be the ones that before they make the new uh, changes with the new schools, can they make a run this year? So it's, mm-hmm. uh, but it's, it's like I said, they're co- very competitive. Like I said, you have to kind of like the, your, your established programs already, but like I said, you never know this, this district's always unpredictable. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, we, I, I agree. I, I hear you. I think it's you look at this on 4A boys side. Um, that district district one is a is a behemoth, right? One 4A. Uh, you got so many quality programs there that just not too long ago. I mean, when I was in El Paso, um, a chunk of these schools were still 5A, right? Yeah, they're very new. So I'll be curious to see what this this district is going to go through more changes, significant changes in the next realignment which we'll get we'll get to that in a minute but um you know so much so that this could be split in two right because because there will be changes there definitely will be changes in this in terms of this potentially getting bigger right as far as the district goes or just new new entry uh, new new teams that enter the mix at the 4a level um out of the el paso area um but yeah and then I think on the on the girls' side, different story, right? You got multiple powers, right, spread out across multiple districts in this region. So definitely, uh, definitely agree with you on that one. So, all right, we move on. We look over at five A. Um, so as we look at again, eight districts here. Uh, district this one, this one's a little different in terms of one out in El Paso, out far west. You got districts one and two. Um, interesting mix here uh, just in terms of how they do things, but a lot of great programs. You know, we talk about district four, I mean, top to bottom, another, I would argue one of the most underrated districts in the state, right? Just in terms of not just the the talent level, but the exceptional level of coaching that is in this district. Um, I don't, I don't think enough people are truly aware of that, but thoughts on this coach? Yeah, region region ones for five A is really interesting because you have some power. Well, for the we'll start with the girls. There's some powerhouses there. Um, well, you have like the Finnis St. Chan Grapevine, which right now they're kind of struggling a little bit, but I, I wouldn't write them off yet. And then you can say you have Colville Heritage, you know that, and then you have Argyle. That District Seven is a probably the most probably the toughest district in that in that region. Um, and then you got other teams. You got some of those Mansfield teams. Uh, you got Melothian, Melothian Heritage too. You know, District Eight, eight is not a slouch either. Um, and then you mentioned about District Four. Abilene's have really made some noise, especially last year. Now they're you know looking forward to go deeper this year. 
um, Amarillo girls. I think they've they've got a, a well established program. Um, we'll see if any of the uh, El Paso girl teams can make a run this year. You know, uh, you know, I know some of the six A ones kind of get more of the recognition. You know, can mm-hmm. you know can Del Valle? Like I said, you know, I know they've kind of fell short. You know, there was some disappointment a couple years ago. Um, can they make a run? You know. And then also you have like District Five, like Wichita Falls Rider. I know this is a la- their last year, but you know, girls' side they've always had a great program. And as far as with the boys, I said it, it's kind of the same thing. But in, but you look out west, you got you, you look at District Two. You got Bel Air and Del Valle. I mean, the, you know, that could that could be a regional final there. <laughs> you know, they're on opposite sides of the of the brackets. Um, well, you got to uh, keep in other- mind, though, too. You got to keep in mind is yes, they have the same kids, but how different does Del Valle, El Paso Del Valle, look now without Coach Reichman, right? Yeah, uh, who just recently just recently retired, and I hope he's doing well, Coach. We're thinking of you, but uh, yeah, how different will they look in terms of you know just mentality, philosophy, the fact that there's a new coach, you know, new coach at the helm, right at right as the season was starting, you know, so how different will they be? You know, it's going to, it's going to look different to a certain extent. The question is how much. Yeah. And then you have other teams as well. Um, like in district for keep an eye on that Lebron Monterey team. Uh, mm. they've, they've won some, some really good games. Uh, Amarillo high boys. They've always had a good established program. Um, district five, Wichita Friday rider. And like I said, they've, they've won some state titles. Like I said, this is their last year. Can they make that last run? Um, then, like I said, District Seven as well. Because I look at uh, we have Dent Ryan, like I said, in, in, you know, mentioned in, in, in our RPIs. Uh, you have uh, Birdville, you have Colleyville Heritage. So, so uh, real tough district. Same thing with, like I said, with the Melothian teams too as well. So uh, it's going to be, like I said, uh, there's really no clear cut favorite here because you can whoever's the pretty much the hot, the team that's hot. You know, in the playoffs is probably the one that ends up winning the you know the region. So, or yeah. playing their best soccer too as well. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah, multiple great districts on both sides of the house, both the boys and girls. Um, look at District Seven, and then you know we look at what's what's going on there with the Mansfields in District Eight, Midlothian and Heritage as well, and Heritage still making their adjustment from you know just being the uh, the class of four A for so long. And then, you know, yeah, and then District 4, District 3, particularly on the boys' side, right? You look at 2, 3, and 4 here in Region 1, no no real, I mean, no real slouches, but you have some powers, right? You have some, you have some teams that they come to play. You know exactly what you're going to get from a lot of these programs, you know, weekend and week out, right? So uh, I agree with you in terms of you start talking about Amarillo, uh Pelagoro, another underrated program, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, and Tascosa, Tascosa girls as well. Very well coached programs there in in the plains and the Panhandle. Uh, and again, we just talked about it a little while ago with District Four as well. Uh, we talked about the recent run, the recent success of of Abilene High uh, as well last year on the girls' side. But we got Wiley there, and yeah, I think very excited to see how that district, how a lot of these, these districts at five, a unfold. Yeah. So, all right. And we move on to our final classification here in six, a coach, take us away. 
Uh, six A, it's kind of like also I'm a kind of little bit of a mirror image of five A. I mean, you got some really tough teams, you know, boys, both boys and girls. And like I said, with the girls' side, you know, it's it's district six. You look at district six. I mean, that's, I mean, that's your uh, uh, pretty much the uh, your SEC of of girls soccer. Maybe maybe boys soccer too. I mean, you got Capel, you got Flower Mound, you got Hebron, Marcus, and don't forget the Plano teams too, because the, the Plano East and West and Plano High can play too as well. Uh, so that's that's a district that really, uh, like I said, will get you prepared for that run to Georgetown, and then also District Five. You, you know, I say probably almost just as equally as talented. You got Allen, you got Denton Geyer uh, for the girls, you got McKinney Boy, Prosper. Um, so five and six is really you know, some top notch. And then you got other districts. Like I said, don't count out Dallas Highland Park. Highland Park's always a well-established program, especially with the girls. Um, also like, like Lake Highlands, uh, district eight. And you, know, you look at the, some of the Arlington teams uh, Four two. you got, like I said, your, your number one on the RPI, South Lake Carroll. You know, I, I think they, they got, they're on a mission. I, I, you can tell they're on a mission for what happened last year. And um, they, they want to, you know, take care of business. And also another team that I, you know, I could have mentioned also in the art pairs is the Keller girls. They've actually had an excellent season too. It's going to be interesting when they match up once they play uh, South Lake Keller. Oh, Keller, Keller girls. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Yep. yep. So yeah, keep an eye on that. They, 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 they may surprise some teams this year. And then you got other teams out West, like San Angelo Central. The girls have done a great job this year. They're undefeated currently. And then the El Paso area, you know, can, you know, you know, Franklin, you know, make a run, you know, maybe the East Lake girls, Pebble Hills. So very, very competitive. But like I said, a lot of, a lot of it runs through district six, five and six. Yeah. I mean, where do you begin? <laughs> you talk about six, a region one. Oh my God. You know? Um, yeah. So many great programs, so many great teams and you can take your pick, whether you want to talk about boy side or girls side, um, we could literally probably have an entire show about, I don't know, five or six of the eight districts in, in region one, just in terms of talking about um, strengths, uh, strengths or projected strengths, things to work on, who can win the district, um, what have you. Um, but yeah, you know, we look at, you know, district one out in El Paso that again, that's, that is another one in terms of El Paso that's one where they just they totally beat each other up same thing so whoever can usually survive that comes out makes makes a couple of uh on the girls side makes a makes a run a couple of rounds typically and then on the boy side as we know east lake as of late has really cemented themselves as a as a state power um mm -hmm. so um and then yeah you know you look at district district five there we look at district six we look at District four again with South Lake Carroll. I agree with Keller as well. You know, we just had uh, Corey Oglesby. You know, Rusty Oglesby's wife. She just came on uh, on our last episode. Actually, uh, had a little cameo. So thank you to Coach <laughs> to Coach to Corey. But um, but yeah, I mean, this is just. And then you see, you look over at District Seven is one that intrigues me. Who's going to come out of there? Because uh, I see some very strong teams. You talk about Highland Park. We just we talked about Jesuit earlier, mm -hmm. or you know Irving, Irving MacArthur. What are we going to get out of Irving this year after what they had last year? Right on on the boys' side, 
so many great teams. Um, any particular dark, you know, we mentioned Capel earlier as well, along with our flower mounds and Marcuses here. Um, any particular one or two dark horses that intrigue you this far into the season, coach? Maybe a little bit under the radar. They're not on any RPIs. They're not making any rankings. Uh, but kind of the buzz is barely beginning, maybe. Well, Keller will be one of them because they, you know, boys and girls. Remember last year, the boys, they were supposed to make some noise last year and they kind of fell, fell short. You know, can they bounce back and, and be in there? Because if you look at this region, you know, boys and girls, there's actually probably 10 teams that could literally win the state title. I mean, that's just how yeah. deep this 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 region is. And uh, other teams, you know, I know kind of under the radar, uh, Wolf of Friendship, that's another team. You know that they, they did well last year. You know, can, you know, can they be that appears, the one? That appears to be the friendship of old, right? That we've known for a while now, particularly on the girls' side. I'm speaking on the girls' side here, um, but yeah, I I agree. So, like I said, there there are some gentlemen. There are some teams that can, you know, kind of can bring it, and you know, they, they may surprise some of the you know, kind of like the key, the, the marquee name teams, you know, in in Region One, right. I'm going to tell you one, um, maybe on both sides. I know we've had some conversations. It's just out in District 2, keep your eye on San Angelo Central, right? Just keep your eye on them. So I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll leave it at that little teaser, right? I'll leave it at that. But uh, all right, that's uh, that's going to do it for, uh, for a Region 1 preview. Um, we'll dive into this, obviously, a little bit more in depth with some different angles, uh, different angles of approach as we look at other regions. The thought, the goal was to have a special guest join us today. We're trying to target having a special guest join us from every region when we uh, preview every region because next episode we'll look at region two and then we'll work our way through following episode. We'll look at region three and then wrap up with region four well before the state playoffs when district play is still going on. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, so we've covered a lot of ground here today, coach, as far as RPIs. Again, the RP, these RPIs were as of... As of yesterday afternoon, Friday afternoon, they did not reflect any updates in terms of yesterday's scores. And the reason why we did that was because there were so many games that were still going to be played today, right? So um, so the the updated RPI rankings will go out by Monday. So look for, look for them on our social media, uh, all our social media outlets. And uh, so state RPIs will go out on Monday. Um, Coach? That's going to do it, man. We uh, kind of an efficient, we got a little bit of a late start, but it was an efficient, uh, efficient episode, right? Uh, yeah. So we work our way to stoppage time. Kind of tell us a little bit of uh, what's maybe what's on your mind. Shout outs, thank yous, anything you want to hit on as it relates to the game or whatever, just what's on uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi's mind. Go ahead, give us, no, I just, um, just kind of looking forward, I guess I'm more, you know, see what, what this this season brings, like I said, it's it's intriguing because if you, you know, when I do kind of the list and all that, you know, so, some of the teams, you know, that we thought, you know, we were going to do all, they've kind of faltered a little bit. But I, right. I think also that has that has to do because they're playing quality competition too as well, um, you know. So you can't fault them on them because they want to play the best of the best because it's going to get them prepared, you know, for the season and. You know what? What matters is is what what you do in the playoffs because you know that's the one that's holding the trophy at, 
and April is the one that that's what's what's going to mean the most. So, um, so I know a lot of these teams, you know, the, you know, there are kind of like the powerhouses may not have the reflection on the records, but uh, mm-hmm. don't, be, don't count them out because, you know, they could be the ones that end up having the trophy in, in, in April. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I'm excited. You know, we're starting to get into that. Obviously we still don't have, you know, I was talking with a region one coach earlier in the week What well, two of them actually were two different one. They don't start district play till next week and another district, they don't start district play till I think they're going to be almost the, into the second week of February uh, before they start district play. So obviously not every district is in district play yet, but we are, across the state, particularly at the 5A and 6A level, we are overwhelmingly into the start of district play. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. My final thoughts, um, kind of wanted to give a, a shout out, personal shout out here to a, a, a fellow 5050 podcast alum that we've had on here not too long ago, actually. He is the uh, the uh, head men's soccer coach at uh, Deer Park, Coach Jerry Hurtado, who recently had his his 500th uh, coaching victory coach just wanted to congratulate you, tell you, uh, you know, proud of you, happy for you. And just in terms of what you're doing there in the greater Houston area, um, obviously you haven't been just at Deer Park where you accumulated all those wins, uh, but what you're also doing on the club side as a director and just and doing things the right way. So very proud and very happy for you. 500 wins, man. That's, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. Uh, so very, uh, very happy for you. Again, Coach Jerry Hurtado, the head men's soccer coach of uh, Deer Park. Very happy for you. So um, again, a reminder, you can, uh, if you're watching this, obviously, uh, on the header here, you can find us. Uh, you can go subscribe, follow us on Twitter X, as I call it, right, uh, at 50 underscore 50 podcast, as well as on Instagram. And we're currently on Instagram Live as well. Uh, at 50 underscore 50 podcast you can also find us go on there go to the youtube youtube channel which we're particularly trying to grow just simply search the 50 underscore 50 podcast go on there subscribe sign up for notifications for when we go live same thing on instagram live sign up for notifications and uh, the goal is to continue to grow this really grateful for all our supporters all our listeners they continue to be the reason why we do it and that's why we always mention it so we never forget our why grateful for our parents, our student athletes, our parents, our coaches, everyone that makes up our community, right? It, after all, we, we talk about it taking a village, but how far we've come in terms of the coverage of Texas high school soccer in uh, probably, I would say the last maybe four to five years, definitely in the last three years, we're grateful, we're grateful, we're happy, we're humbled to be able to be a small part of it along with other outlets across the state of Texas. Uh, and just seeing the traction slow just one day at a time, right? One and another day and another day. But the traction that uh, the coverage of our sport is getting, we're very grateful for that. So uh, we will be uh, continue to follow us again. We will be announcing our next upcoming episode, which uh, we're still in the works as far as trying to book right now. We got uh, trying to get a lot of great guests. It's just a matter of trying to navigate schedules while also of course i'm in season as well so um coach any final thoughts anything else you got no just like i said uh good luck like i said continue good luck to all the teams out there and also to your team and and like i said we're enjoying watching a lot of the great games i know there's some interesting matchups coming up and we'll see who uh ends up you know 
into the playoffs come in mid uh, mid March. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So that's going to do it again uh, for the Obi Wan Kenobi of Texas high school soccer. All right, Mr. Papa Sakuritis, Rafa Castorana, who is coming to us from his, I guess his. Boy, his boy, his boyhood bedroom in Del Rio. Coach, we really appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, thank you for making the time. I'm your host, Coach Hector Cano. And until the next time, you know what to do. Keep downloading and keep listening. You've been listening to the 5050 podcast powered by National Scouting Report. Help us continue to grow by liking, rating, and subscribing on all major podcast platforms. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at 50 underscore 50 pod on Instagram at 50 underscore 50 podcast, as well as on YouTube at the 50 underscore 50 podcast until the next time, keep downloading and keep listening.